0: Yes, Julia Ratcliffe, uh, remarkable career. I was lucky enough to call her gold medal actually in the Gold Coast back in 2018. Glenn Lama this year with the call in Birmingham. She has announced her retirement at 29 years of age. Julia joins us on the programme. Hi, Julia. Kia ora, how are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. Well, firstly, congratulations on a remarkable track and field career. Thank you so
1: much. Got all the feels listening to that uh, commentary.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I was there actually. I was lucky enough to be there in the stadium when you won gold in 2018. I guess you probably took everybody by surprise a little bit. Did you take yourself by surprise?
1: Yeah, I think so at that one. I wasn't expected to win the gold. So um, no, it was quite, quite a good
0: little surprise. Okay. How did you decide to take up hammer throwing? It's not like we've necessarily got a great legacy in the sport in this country. I mean, there are, I think, 22 or 23 different sports that make up the track and field program.
1: Uh, my dad got me into it, actually. He was an, uh, a high school PE teacher and coached some athletics with the high school kids after school when he was a teacher, and then when he had his own kids, uh, athletics was what we got to do too. But turns out that I was not very good at running um, or jumping. Gravity's not my friend, so um, the hammer throw it was. We got into the throws and, um, yeah, don't really have long long arms or big hands either, so the hammer throw was really the only mm. thing left.
0: I guess historically, rightly or wrongly, it might be a bit of a negative stereotype. People tend to look at hammer throwers as being just very, very large people, and therefore that gave them the advantage. But it's anything but, isn't it? I mean, it's all about core. It's all about power. um, So much supplementary work done. What makes a good hammer thrower?
1: Oh, definitely explosive power is what makes a good hammer thrower. Um, It does help to have long levers, like long arms, which I don't particularly have, but it's a rotational sport, so if you can spin around in circles really fast, um, you're going to be a good thrower.
0: Absolutely. So when you do look back, I mean, I was just reading through your profile here. I mean, you are genuinely an overachiever. You were head girl of Waikato Diocesan. You were ducks in your final year at school. You got a scholarship. You went to Princeton University. You graduated with a Bachelor of Arts with a major in economics and a certificate in political economy. Uh, in political economy. I mean, is is balance is that important? Is that what you think has allowed you to fulfil your potential, having that balance?
1: Yeah, definitely. I've always said that I'm happier when I'm busier and I've got a varied um, interest going on in my life. So, you know, I think it's just definitely been a key to key to my success. Um, I'm not sure I could be a full-time athlete and not do anything else. I think um, I'd get a bit get a bit crazy kind of having only training to think about and how tired you are. It definitely helps me take my mind off things if I've got other things to go to.
0: Mm. So when you do look back over your career, um, what do you were the highlights what have been the highlights i mean clearly the commonwealth games outside of that perhaps
1: yeah i think competing at the olympics um was pretty cool it was definitely a highlight for me and my dad um i was really lucky because obviously there were no spectators in tokyo um that i was one of the few people that had some family in the stands um also my coach obviously but it it was really special to have, have him there and um actually put out a really outstanding performance um at the highest level um so that was probably my career highlight
0: So why retirement now? I mean, you're still only 29 years of age. Is an argument that a lot of uh, field throwers really only start to hit their peak when they get into their early 30s.
1: Yeah, I think for me, um, I've I've competed at at all the top events now and looking at what other people are throwing, you know, I think I could kind of away at that and get a bit closer but um, I know what it takes to get there (laughs) and I know what it would take to get even further Um, and for me I think um, just looking forward and looking ahead and what else um, life has in store for me I think uh, for me that trade-off starting to kind of tip too far into the um, it's not worth it for me anymore um, boundary so yeah it's um, yeah so I lead the sport with um, definitely a full heart and really still love the sport. It's not for, for lack of love of the sport, but just time for other things for me.
0: And because of your success, are we seeing more young girls pick up the hammer? Are we seeing a bit of depth now coming through the junior ranks?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's been so cool to see. Like, just the fact that we had three of us at the Commonwealth Games was um, awesome. And yeah, definitely high school hammers picked up a lot. Um, it, yeah, it's really cool to see actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I was also just reading, I, I see in 2014 you won the NCAA Hammer Throw title. Now, you became Princeton University, and it? it's one of the most famous universities in the world. You became the first female track and field NCAA champion out of there. Uh, what, what did that mean to you at the time, and what does that now mean when, when you look back and reflect
1: well, yeah, obviously, as you said, Princeton's a very well-known university, and um, I guess to be able to add a bit of history to that legacy um, was really special. I, I couldn't really believe that I was kind of the first ever uh, female track and field athlete to to bring home an NCAA title for them. So um, that was really special, actually. Mm.
0: Are you somebody, do, do you put your medals out on display, do mum and dad have them, or are you just somebody that sort of puts them in the sock drawer and is, is quite sort of, you know, it's a bit sort of blasé about it all?
1: Oh, probably a bit blase, but I do try and actually take them out as much as I can, like if I can go and talk to schools and things like that, um, just to share them with people, because it's something that you've achieved, and, and I certainly haven't got there by myself, and it's really cool. I find that mm. a good way of giving back, it's kind of um, trying to share them with people. Mm. Um, it's not necessarily put them on display in the house, but um, yeah, it's just go and share them with people, go and speak to corporate groups and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's cool. It's good to go out and share your story. I think that's when you get to inspire
0: people. Now you've retired. Does that mean Dad Dave retires as well? And how's he coping with your retirement?
1: Oh, he's awesome. He's, um, he's always looking forward to the next thing. So um, he's currently, he goes, he's a mad cyclist. So goes on um, lots of bike rides with his little riding group a um, couple of days a week. Moses Lawns, as he's famous for, and uh, he's recently taken up stamp collecting again. So um, he's got lots of little projects to keep keep him busy. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, And in terms of you, can you see yourself moving perhaps into the future in the coaching space? Is coaching that something can interest you outside of clearly what you're doing in the business world? A few
1: people have asked me that, and I keep saying that I'm not sure I can live up to Dave's legacy. Um, you know, like I've seen how much it takes to be an outstanding coach. And obviously you don't have to coach athletes to the Olympic level, but um, I just know how much of a commitment it is to do a good job at it. And so I think um, if I was going to step into that, I'd I'd need to have quite a bit more time on my hands, I think. So not at this stage, but, um, you know, never say never.
0: 10 years from now, and sometimes it takes 10 years to people to truly appreciate an athlete that we've had or for a sport to recognize a particular era. What do you think your legacy will be?
1: Oh, I'm, I guess I've come through with some pretty outstanding throwers, and I'm by no means by no means leading the pack, but just to have thrown along the likes of Dame Val, Tom Walsh, Jacko Gill, wishy um, yeah, it's it's just a really awesome time for throws in New Zealand Um, and so yeah just to have been part of that um, has been Mm.
0: pretty epic. Yeah look you you sound like you're you're really smart you've transitioned nicely from athlete into the workplace and sometimes that can be really hard you you lose your sort of sense of self-worth your identity do you feel like you're going to need to take up something else to fill this void or are you fairly happy with the way things are out at the moment?
1: Oh, I think it um, upheld as like, you know, this example of, oh, she's got a full-time job and she trains as well to a high level um, and it's not sustainable, is all I can say. Um, so it's nice to have a bit of time back to kind of, I'm working 40 hours a week still, so, um, so there's not actually a huge amount of free time. Um, but yeah, no, nah, um, I don't think I'll, I'll have trouble filling, filling gaps. Got lots of weddings coming up, lots of little events like that that I've um, missed out on over the years, so it's nice to be able to say yes to a
0: few of those things. Well, Julia Ratcliffe, congratulations on your career and thank you for taking the time and joining us here on SCNZ. Much appreciated. Not a
1: problem. Thanks so much.